banter or banter over and over again. There's not a substitute back to amusing conversation. I'm the Archbishop of Banterbury. You didn't bang up on the opera. Welcome to the Bantercast. We're live. We are live on the live interwebs. Webs. On the interwebs. And on iTunes. And on iTunes. Not live on iTunes. No, we're not live on iTunes. So if you're listening to this on iTunes, we're not live. Sorry. Sorry about that. But you we're be really, live. relatively live. Relatively live. British yeah. live. British live. Yeah. Right, exactly. But, okay. Episode 59. So of the close to 69, but not quite. Story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so close, but so far so away. Far. Yeah. Uh, ben Cohen. Michael Parker. Michael Parker. And we're here. This is the best podcast in the galaxy yeah we've determined that definitely um, so anyway thank you all for listening and today the topic of conversation today is what i don't know i forgot, well, okay. I forgot. it's complicated it's you complicated wrote so topic. much and i don't even yeah, understand yeah, it's, it. okay it's up there if you look um uh, we put the topic up if you listening to us on facebook we always put the topic up by the by the video but today's topic is we are forgetting what it means to be human I've already forgot what it means to be human. What does it mean to be right. human? So why are we having this conversation? I think basically people are like our society now is we're in a kind of a bit of a weird place right now where we have, we, we really have we've like forgotten what it means to be a human being. Like our lives don't really resemble anything throughout history that you could point to as being human, right? Mm. We live pretty isolated. How we, you know, we, a lot yeah. of people live by themselves, they don't know their neighbours, they drive to work, sit in a cubicle, come home, have a wank, have a wank, eat, get a, and then you get a Uber delivery, right? Yeah. To, to get your food, right? You know what's really funny? After I drank the hallucinogenic tea known as ayahuasca, yeah. I couldn't do porn anymore. It's like weird in me. It was like the vibe just was, just I don't weird. know, weird. It's so weird to say that. Uh, but porn just started making me feel weird. Well, do you think that porn makes you more disconnected from yeah, oh, yeah. things? For sure. Right? For and, sure. Yeah, because, I mean... But make, it, it's like, it, for me, it was, like, very mechanical. It just served a... It, there was no, like, emotion attached to porn. Right. It was like, I need to get the evil out of my wiener. Yeah. Get it out <laughs> so I can, like, do shit. Right. But, weirdly... So talking about wanking, speaking of wanking, yeah, my understanding is that so there's like before you take ayahuasca mm. or any actually before you do any meditation, part of like, like the thing you're not supposed to do. If you're first, if you're listening to the podcast for the first time, we do talk about psychedelics quite a lot. Yeah, we do. Or plant medicine and wanking and and all that, all that jazz. So before you do actually like before you go on a meditation. A Vipassana 10-day meditation, which is like mm-hmm. the sort of Buddhist traditional 10-day meditation, which can mm. be pretty psychedelic. You're, you're not supposed to wank. Right. You're supposed to keep that energy inside. Okay. Because it stirs up a lot of stuff that you got to like look at. Mm. Uh, and the same for ayahuasca, you're not supposed to wank. And actually, apparently in ayahuasca, like wanking is like a release valve. If you're having a really, 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 really bad time, mm. if you wank, it'll like re- it's like a release valve. You'll just like, you'll stop having like a... A bad time. Bad, you'll, no, you'll stop. You'll stop having. It'll, it'll like take you out of the ayahuasca experience. Oh, okay. okay. It's like you know your like safety lever, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So like, the, and I was talking to the shaman about that. He was saying that dudes, yeah, the shamanic view is that dudes should not masturbate. That women can masturbate 
as much as they want, but dude should keep that energy inside. Really? That's what he said. Any reason? I, I, I didn't go any further from that because I, like, I was like, well, I'm not listening to that advice. But um, I just thought it was kind of an interesting thing. Anyway, that's a very human thing, having a wink. Yeah, but like I think, you know, if you look at like the porn industry and the pr- yeah. proliferation of online porn, right? Yeah. Like it's clearly, I, at least to me, right? This is my kind of interpretation of it, right? <laughs> is that it's so popular because people are having less sex. Yeah. They're having less actual sex, right? Or they're having less actual human contact. contact. So they're trying to recreate it. I mean, this is what I think social media is about as well, right? Social media is, is I've got all these friends on Facebook, right? right. I haven't seen half of them for like 10 years. Yeah, it's some like meta friendship. Yeah, it's a meta friendship. And I've got friends on Facebook who I speak to, who I chat on Facebook with yeah. pretty frequently. But if I go back to London, I probably won't meet up with them. Because they're shit. No, they're not shit. They're just, but they're my Facebook friends. They're my meta right. friends. Right, they're your meta friends. It's not my online friends. Cyberspace. Yeah. What if... It's what like if... porn stars, right? Like, say like a, an online porn star, I'm not going to like... If I really like a French porn star, when I go to France, I'm not going to be like, hey. Sounds like you have a specific French do you porn star. Do you want to get an example? Hypothetically. Hypothetically speaking, I don't even watch porn. Right, of course not. You've never seen it. I don't, I don't, know. don't yeah. even know what's porn. Yeah, yeah, what is that? Would it be fun? What if, what if like, you, like, let's talk about these Facebook friends, right? Would yeah. you be able to tell, one day you won't be able to tell the difference between like a real friend and a Facebook friend. Like an, an AI-driven chat bot talking oh, right. to you that can, like, scan the conversation right. and see how they talk and see right. what they talk about and repeat it back Yeah, to the point where like you couldn't distinguish talking to your friend versus a computer. Yeah. I, I, I think We're not that happen. far away. We're only a couple of years away from that. I think that could, that could happen. Have you seen the, the, the articles that are written by chatbots? Yeah, it's scary. It's like you type in two sentences and they do like an entire like screenplay or they'll do an entire news article. Wow. Like they could probably do Thomas Friedman pretty well. Have oh, you yeah. ever seen the Thomas Friedman generator? No. There's a website. I think it's called like Thomas Friedman generator. Yeah. And it just generates Tom Friedman articles. That's amazing. It's fucking hilarious, right? And he's because you know Tom Friedman is the he, to me he's the worst economist in America. He's the worst highly paid economist in America. His daughter went to my high school and I had a crush on her, but she didn't like me. Oh really? She likes somebody else. He's a, he sucks as a writer. He's yeah. so bad. Yeah. Like he, he he was all the rage for a while. Right, well, he's the, I mean, I love reading, like, Matt Tavey's writing on, on Tom Friedman. Yeah. Because he, he made us, Matt Tavey made a sport out of taking the piss out of Tom Friedman. Mm. But, like, he just he has not, he uses the worst metaphors. They're, they're not even metaphors, right? Yeah. Or, like, he doesn't understand the difference between, um, okay, for example, he, he talked about, like, his, his, his latest article was about, Use a metaphor about how some Democrats are for growing the pie and then dividing it, and other de- Democrats are for shrinking the pie and dividing it and redistributing it. But, but like, it doesn't really quite work as a metaphor because pies don't grow. Pies don't grow or shrink. Or shrink, right? They're just pies. It's just a pie. So like, his his writing's full of these fucking stupid metaphors that don't make any sense whatsoever, and he's made a living peddling metaphors that don't mean anything that yeah, make no sense that's true but but he's done quite well for himself he's done amazingly well for himself that's why i like the tom friedman generator because you can you can generate tom friedman articles yeah they sound like a tom friedman article you wouldn't know the difference at what point will you not know the only 
way you know that the other people you're interacting with over the mm. internet are human beings mm. is based on the assumption that technology isn't there yet to like simulate people. Sim- yeah, and no, and it is that I read a story about um, I think it was a Russian guy who died, and then and his girlfriend or his friend, yeah, like basically fed all of his texts into an AI yeah. thing, yeah, and then recreated him as a bot. And she talks to this guy pretty regularly. It's fucking so scary. Weird. Yeah, and you can sign up. I think you can sign up to it. You can sign up to this AI program but, and have a bot that can read all your text messages. And It creates this funny like, thing where you won't be able to tell who's a person anymore. Right. And, that, and that's, but that's what's happening with, with I think, with, with online media, with, with social media, that you're, yeah, you can't tell whether they're real or not you you just take that for granted but you react as if they are you react as if they're real right and and but also doubting everything you see is like exhausting right so it becomes this weird world that like has an impact on reality quote-unquote right well it does i mean also like if you i mean instagram is my i think instagram is probably the worst it's, it's my least favorite social media yeah, thing, because it, it it has the greatest potential to present a false image of yourself because it's image based, right? Yeah, it's photo based, and you put an image up of yourself doing something really fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, some people's Instagram stories are really funny, right? Some 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 people do like thoughtful, interesting stuff, but most of it is just like, hey, here's me at a beach. Here's me like having a great time at a party. Yeah, here's me like putting like rabbit ears on with my girlfriend, like doing all this stuff, right? Yeah. I'm having a great look at my life. My yeah. life is awesome, right? Yeah. And then, but what's, you know, you're probably crying yourself to sleep at night. Have you seen the the trend where plastic surgeons, like patients are coming to see plastic surgeons with like, they're showing the plastic surgeon like the photo filter version of themselves and, and, and saying, I want, I want to look like this. Look like that. So like yeah. almost dysmorphia. Like imagine that's fun. That's from crazy. age 10 until age 20, yeah. you had these photo filters of yourself and of your friends, and then you would see these perfect people on Instagram and these Photoshop images. What kind of dysmorphia that creates in great. yourself. It becomes even more important to like figure out what humanity is and what the experience of human, being human is because it's getting easier and easier to have that warped sense of from the very, from your, like we're lucky in a sense because we, we were we didn't, we're not digital natives exactly. Mm. Like we, we got technology really young, but right. we still were outside playing and like, you know, there, we, there was no cell phones and you could just like, you know, when you, you would just come home when the sun went down kind of thing. Right. You know, come home before dinner. But yeah, it wouldn't be like, yeah, yeah. track the GPS coordinate of your child, you know, yeah, like. Make sure there's no pedophiles. Right, like in the right, yeah. right. Like, you know, I was watching my like nephew and nieces play uh, this game, which like, it was like this AR augmented reality on their phone where this like drone would chase them around and shoot lasers at them and they would shoot back. Yeah, yeah. Like lasers. And it's like drone was using AI to like not run into like, you know, walls and stuff. They would just chase them around the house and the garden and stuff. Hmm. And I was like, God, these are kids' toys and these are complete fantasies for me. And like every generation has to deal with something that seemed like science fiction. Like hmm. people for the first time in our parents' generation saw the earth from the outside, right? They had photos of the earth from space for the first time ever. And this idea of like a global consciousness Mm. became possible from that, right? From the earliest photos of the earth Mm. from the outside. And like, that was science fiction 
until that until people until that people happened, going yeah. to the moon was just like fuck this is insane i mean that, that what a crazy mind fuck that must have been fuck for sure see the photo of the earth right that never happened yeah so that was like holy fuck right that 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 kind of thing was holy was a holy fuck moment and that did yeah. change like that created a lot of like social change i think um uh but you know our and before that it's like you know things like you know the steam engine and all kinds of stuff like these kind of science fiction ideas um you know coming to life and society figuring out how to deal with them mm. ours is kind of like, like you know human labor becoming more and more obsolete right machines becoming more and more intelligent social media becoming more and more pervasive and the distinction between what's real and what's not becoming harder and harder to determine like have you seen these deep fake videos where like they will like composite a bunch of obama speeches right get his like mannerisms perfectly and then like create this mm. like fake comment that he like didn't make but mm. it's Im- almost impossible to tell whether he made it or not right and eventually it's going to become impossible to tell yeah but then you're gonna have you're gonna have to have um hum- human fact checkers to try and sift through how do you know shit? those fact checkers are real that's true i mean because they they like the thing is you if they're not next to you you can't tell they're really people that's true I mean, so look, this brings me to one of the, the inspiration for this podcast. Actually, I was listening to a, a really good friend of mine's podcast. We had him on the show, yeah. actually. Dimitri Kofinas, right? Dimitri Kofinas. Great podcast. Who has this Much podcast. more professional. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a legit podcast. Yeah. I'm in two mugs. Like, yeah. Pretending but not the best in the galaxy. Not the best in the galaxy, yeah. of course. It's right? up there. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a PhD in banter, really. Yeah. Uh, you're talking to two PhDs in banter, right? Yeah, it's more, right. Of a, more of a bachelor. More of a BA, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So, anyway, on his show recently, he had this um, woman called um, uh, here we are, Shoshana Zuboff, right? Shoshana Zuboff, who's written a book. She's a professor emerita. At, is that who? Emeritus. Emerita, if it's a woman. Apparently. Oh, could be at Harvard Business School, and um, she's written this book called The Age of Surveillance Capitalism, and the Harvard Gazette, as the Harvard Gazette reports, says the continued advances of the digital revolution can be dazzling. But Shoshana Zuboff, prof- professor emerita at Harvard's business school, warns that their lights, bells and whistles have made us blind and deaf to the ways high-tech giants exploit our personal data for their own ends. In her new book, The Age of Surveillance Capitalism, Zuboff offers a disturbing picture of how Silicon Valley and other corporations are mining users' information to predict and shape their behavior. So here's a quote from Zuboff, right? And when she talks about this is how she defines what she calls surveillance capitalism, which is, I think, like, really what's behind, like, social media. I mean, we're on social media now. We're broadcasting up on Facebook. I, I mean, we're doing this. I'm, I'm hoping that you can sort of fuck the system from within. You have to. You have yeah. to start, like, spreading different messages within the system for yeah. people to kind of tune out a bit. But... Um, this stuff is a huge money-making game. Facebook, Google, Twitter, these are huge money-making games for gigantic tech corporations that are not transparent at all, right? Definitely. At all. Nobody knows what the fuck's going on with Facebook or Google, right? Yeah. And it's purposefully done that way. But this is what Zuboff says. She says, I define surveillance capitalism as the unilateral claiming of private human experience as a free raw material for translation into behavioral data. These data are then 
computed and packaged as prediction products and sold into behavioral figures markets, business customers with a commercial interest in knowing what we will do now, soon and later. It was Google that first learned how to capture surplus behavioral data, more than what they needed for the services, and used it to compute predictions products prediction products that they could sell to their business customers, in this case, advertisers. But I argue that surveillance capitalism is no more restricted to that initial context than, for example, mass production was restricted to that of fabrication of model T's. Um, and she goes on, uh, we, you know, we rushed into the internet expecting empowerment, the democratization of knowledge and help with real problems, but surveillance capitalism was, really was just too lucrative to resist. This economic logic has now spread beyond the tech companies to new surveillance-based ecosystems in, the vir in virtually every economic sector, from insurance to automobiles to health, education, finance, to every product described as smart and every service described as personalised. By now, it's very difficult to participate effectively in society without interfacing with these same channels that are supply chains for surveillance capitalism data flows. For example, ProPublica recently reported that breathing machines purchased by people with sleep apnea are secretly sending usage, usage data to health insurers, where the information can be used to justify reduced insurance payments. That's one part of the interview. Right? So what's your, this uh, so Shoshana Zuboff. Zuboff, what's your takeaway on what she has to say? Yeah, I mean, I think that she's correctly... Um, describing the the kind of society that we live in. Right? Yeah. I think that's an accurate description of like, we're, we're in a post-industrial economy, right? So we're now in the information age, but we're now in, but what is that? Right, they, we had the dawn of the internet and the internet was this kind of, it was, it was this great democratizing force and all of a sudden, I mean, I know as a publisher, right? That, that I was able to build my own media company using the internet, right? Cause it wasn't, when it wasn't dominated by, by these tech giants. I started before they all came in and devoured the internet. It was a much more level playing field. Um, that was the rise of the blogosphere, but then that all got dismantled by algorithms, uh, by Google search stuff and by Facebook and the newsfeed. Um, so I, that's what I see is happening. I see the sort of promise of the internet is, 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 is eroding. And now what, we're let, what we are left with is a kind of uh, these these systems of communication that are now being manipulated and then manipulated um, for, for a very specific reason, and that's to find, get data on our behavior, sell that data and sell our stuff. The thing is, like, we rely 100% on trust. Like, the reason I know that, um, you know, I send a message to somebody uh, through Instagram. Right. And I trust that that person on the Instagram is Ben. Mm -hmm. Because, because I trust Instagram right. to tell me the truth. Right. But in a few years, somebody could easily mimic everything Ben does. This right. pattern of speech, the way he types, all the memories. Right. To the point where I couldn't know for sure if it was you or not. It could be very hard for me to authentic authenticate whether or not right. it was you. And as like the trust in the internet erodes, mm. and as power is consolidated in the internet more and more, it becomes a kind of scary... Yeah, we're moving into right? kind of yeah. It's like a dystopia. Like we're, yeah, we're, we're like moving you need in. it to in order to get insurance. You need to have the internet, basically. You need to be connected to like the system in a way. You, you, you do to, anything. You want to contact people. You want yeah. to stay in touch with friends. If you want to have a job. If you want to like have an apartment. If you right. all that stuff. So, and as trust erodes, it becomes kind of a funny place to exist and live, where, um, you know, AI is getting so good. Right. Uh, 
especially like you know things like mimicking people's speech patterns like that is getting right. so good that it gets to be the point where we were talking about earlier how every generation has to face some sort of science fiction that seems mm. science fiction for like for the generation before yeah yeah like space, space travel to us doesn't seem crazy but to like our parents generation it's like insane that you could get on a rocket and shoot and like go into outer space and take photos of the earth from the outside right 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 and what seemed science fiction before for us growing up was like the fact that human speech patterns could be copied perfectly and right. that human labor could become less and less important. Mm. And we're the generation that has to cope with that and figure out how, how we're going to resolve all the stuff. How are we going to clean up our environmental damage? How right. are we going to turn the internet back into a place that isn't controlled by a few well, for the, it's for the but it's for the enrichment of, of a few. I mean, I mean, and then that's the that's the, the scary thing about this is that is how much money these guys are making off of our data, right? Yeah, they're making like fucking insane amounts of money from our data, selling our data, advertising to us. Yeah, but we choose. Like here we are broadcasting live on Facebook, yeah, you, Instagram. You know? Right. I mean, but but then okay, so let's say we don't do that, right? Yeah. Let's say we don't, we say like we're not going to do social media. Mm-hmm. Okay, then we do a podcast. Yeah. Who the fuck's going to know about the podcast, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, am I going to eat? I'm going to call people up and be like, "Hey, man, I've got a podcast. Go to www. You know, the bandcast backslash. You know, zx4. Yeah. You know, backslash wnet. But we're just feeding and feeding and feeding this information to like, like okay, so, so it's very. If you look at so Lyft, the car company. Mm is Emily says it can be changed back. I doubt that I agree. So like, so Lyft is a really interesting example. Lyft is, it can be, of course it can is be going yeah. public. Right. And one thing they have to do at a, a public IPO filing mm. to explain like how their financials are working and what they look like. Okay. One really interesting thing about Lyft IPO is that like basically it costs them 10 or 15 cents a user to pay Amazon to handle all their data. Oh, okay. So it's really cost inefficient for Lyft to build its own databases and its own servers. It's like really expensive. So instead they just pay Amazon. So think about what that means for all these companies, all these data centers. Basically, Amazon is the backbone of all this stuff. If you order on DoorDash your Mm. delivery, it's going through an Amazon web Mm. server and back to you through the server. And we're just, everything we're doing, and Facebook is the same, like, Literally, everyone's using Amazon Web or, or, or Google Web, probably Amazon Web. Right. So we're just feeding and feeding all this information into these databases every single moment, every and single day. that information day. is being sold. Our heart rate, our speech, our dick pics, our, all that stuff is going to, to these systems. Mm. And we don't really know. And it's going to be there forever. Right. It's going to be there until they turn the lights off, which is maybe never. So that that information is in cold storage Mm. forever and how it can be used like to, for good or for bad. We have no idea where it's going. Yeah. And who, who, who has control. We're all feeding this machine all the time. And we, and we, we, we trust them. We don't really ask them questions, right? We've got more questions. We've got more. But he says, at least seeing both you both live, make sure you, you are you. Yeah. I think I'm me, but maybe we're just, Simula- simulations yeah 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 you're 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 in a dream you're in a dream you're, yeah, yeah. We're you're having real. a really unimpressive dream about two people <laughs> having a podcast like you could be dreaming Dream about podcast, being yeah. in outer space like fighting against the forces of darkness but instead 
we have like a dream about two guys talking two shit on a podcast on microphone. Yeah. yeah 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 so it's like we're feeding this like we are this weird cocoon for this artificial like intelligence it's kind of weird to think about but but and then but it would be cool if that artificial intelligence was being used for something great you know like i don't know fucking rescuing the biosphere from imminent destruction but it's not it's being used to sell us fucking cell phones right? yeah and like toothbrushes and wouldn't that be such a funny like thing for the AI, ai like this ai emerges like in this giant robot like covered in smoke like assembling itself like this evil thing and then it like it like comes over to new york city and then like it broadcasts like an advertisement for like warby parker lenses and tries to get you to, to buy a bunch of shit that you don't need like if that's like the giant purpose of this machine you think it's going to kill you but actually it just really wants, just, to, wants you to buy it's stuff. like if you you like Warby Parker, then you might also like like Nike. But that is that that I mean. But I think that's what the monster is. The monster is just it's just mindless consumerism, just mindless buying shit, right? Yeah. And and that's why I think that people are having this sense where they think they've forgotten what it means to be a human being, right? Where yeah. you you lose kind of connection. Filters on. Right. Yeah. You you lose your kind of kind of connection to other people. Um, you you know your happiness is determined by the material stuff that you own you know are you, do you have like the latest i don't know sunshine i don't even know what do people wear sun people wear sunshades still do people still wear sunglasses well i don't know what's like is there like a popular brand of sunshades or something to be honest i have no idea i've got no idea right but people i know that back in the day they were like if you had ray-bans you were like cool back in the day you had ray-bans yeah do people yeah. still wear ray-bans i don't know fuck knows right but mm-hmm. but th- those are the things now that we kind of determine our self worth, right? And also, yeah, like playing outside. I don't see kids playing outside. Yeah, I don't see fucking kids playing outside. Are you gonna send your kid into the woods? Yeah, motherfucking go and play. I'm like, yeah, you come back when it's dark, you know. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I did. I would play outside till it was dark, you know. Yeah. But, um, but it fucked you up. So maybe like maybe not. Yeah, yeah maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. I think we're up in London. Um, yeah, but that, that's why. But I guess that's what I mean by it, right? That that we are, and this is the point that Shoshana Zuboff. Right? <laughs> you can't say her name. You can't make her the basis of the podcast if you can't, I say can't her pronounce her name. Shoshana 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 Zuboff. That's really terrible. Shoshana Zuboff. But yeah, she, she and she makes that point, right? That we kind of now we've entered a phase where we don't. There's this. We have this creeping sense of. Um, anxiety and dread that something's not right that we're being controlled by something we don't know what it is we don't know who to complain to we don't know who to vote to stop it did you see the house of representatives panel on like tech companies where it was like these tech ceos like from google and amazon and facebook and then it was like a bunch of 85 year old people being like why doesn't my google phone work with my itunes why can't i sync my itunes like those are the questions they were asking And at that point, I was like, oh, we're fucked. We're fucked, we're yeah. Fucked. Because our, our elected representatives don't understand the world. That, like, that's why it's kind of like, you know, I, I want the government to regulate tech companies, but I'm not convinced that the government understands what they're regulating. No. Why doesn't my Google phone sync to my iPhone? Make it happen. Make it happen. I can't get my I'm going to face regulation. Dude, with my... You got to listen to the banter cast. And then... Yeah, then they'll know. Then, then they'll, they'll have know. a deeper understanding of. But I, here's the thing: I think Obama, like, like somebody like Obama, Obama really did understand what was happening. Obama gets tech very, very well. Nice and tea. 
It wasn't tea. Yeah. Of course, sir. This pouring tea just sounds like someone's weeing. If you're new to the podcast, that isn't Michael peeing. Not peeing. That's Michael on the cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah, so... I, I, what the fuck do we do about it? Because What I, do I, we I feel, do? What do we do? I feel it too. Like I mean, you watch Netflix, right? So you watch a show and you like you like the show on Netflix. And then Netflix then says, oh, here's a load of other shows that you might like because you watch this one. And right? they're right. Yeah, and they're fucking right all the time. It's amazing, right? Yeah. And then you watch more shows and they recommend you more shows. So Michael's gone to take care of his dog. But he can, he's still he's still here, right? So yeah, you watch... I mean, I watch like British spy dramas, right? And then another like 10 British spy dramas then appear that I can watch. And I sit watching that. So then my entire life then is dedicated to watching more shows on Netflix. Stop. And not engaging in real life. Maybe we should... Like, do you do like a like if people are doing meatless weeks, right? Let's say I only have meat on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Maybe we should be like I only use the internet, like from nine to five, and then like I just unplug. Switch it off. Yeah, probably. But then, I mean, one of the you know I, I love doing like a, so I teach martial arts class, and that's like it's great because I can go, I switch off. Yeah. For a cup for a couple hours, a few times a week where I'm just in contact with other people and yeah. then we're doing something fun together, right? Yeah. And and then that 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 kind of that but that's a human thing to do. Mm. Like having those interactions with other people. Mm. You know, a lot of having like family lunches or family dinners, you know, things like that. Like we were talking about earlier, right? Like you go so you go into a wedding. We've got another comment. Okay. Buddy wants to know how in your opinion should we deal with AI becoming more and more relevant? Come on, Ben. Think of something intelligent to say. It's, it's a difficult one. I mean, I think we, it needs to be dealt with at a political level. I but think that there has to be an ethical standard yes. set. Because, like, for example, self-driving cars. Right. As they drive around, as eventually every car is going to be a self-driving car, and, mm. the, uh, and uh, no one's going to be able to drive uh, manual cars anymore. And... Uh, driving a man in a car is going to be weird. Mm. And then there's going to be situations where, like, you have to make a choice. Like, so now when a human drives, let's say, a car and has a choice between hitting a uh, pedestrian by accident, mm. slamming on the brakes, getting hit from behind, or, like, swerving yeah. into, the, like, oncoming traffic. What's the protocol? The, you you kind of... Well, I think that, like... I think the, the law is that you... I'm not really sure. But, like, a machine have a choice it'll be like a programmed thing right it'll be programmed right, right. So it will have a set of directives right, right. When, when it's presented with the, those series of scenarios it will choose one with the least damage and right now there's no law that says okay you have to decide to save the most life mm. or you have to decide to save yourself i, I don't know how it's going to work like but that that's like it's weird you know when you had we like took philosophy class or something and it was like if there's a train going and can split from one way, like down two tracks, and one track, it kills a person but saves everyone in the train's life. Is that the way the decision you make? And you're like, ah, oh, that's never gonna happen. So hypothetical. Mm. Now it's like, you know, how do we define, like, from a legal perspective, like the behaviors of a machine? And the weird thing is that what happens when the machine, when the machine can teach itself, right? And how does it teach itself? Like, does it teach itself from watching a bunch of Netflix movies, or how does it like? Uh, more comments. Don't 
um, and so how, how do we make these, uh, these uh, decisions? I don't know. It's going to be, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. So I, um, what was I saying? Yeah. It's like, now there's no like legal code that's saying, Oh, you made it, you programmed an AI to do mm. this, these behaviors. Mm. And whose fault is it? Like, is it Honda's fault? If your car like kills someone kills you. or kills you because to save, like, what if the car chooses to kill you to save like, a bunch of people? Right. Could, who's making that choice? Yeah. yeah. Who's Can making, we sue Honda? Honda? Can we sue Google? Yeah, because Honda would be making that choice, right? Honda then. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's a weird world that we're we're moving into, and I think that the use of these algorithms are, I mean, and I think this is another point that. Um, Shoshana makes right. I've got the name right. Shoshana Zuboff makes right. It's a. It's like this... you're all arrogant, cocky about being able to say. Yeah, her name right. is Shoshana Zuboff. Zuboff. It's pretty. Yeah, pretty easy to say. It's not that easy to say. Shoshana. Shoshana Zuboff. You're gonna fuck me up again. I wouldn't normally say. It. But um, yeah, it's a, it's another point that she makes right about like who are these? There's, there's no transparency. Right, so we don't know who to blame. We don't know who to go to. To, to how do we stop this from happening? Um, we can't. Right, and th- unless you have, unless everybody owns their own data, right? I think that like having too late, too late, too late. But there are, if there are extremely strict privacy laws, right? If, that you can if opt Lyft out. and Facebook use Amazon Web Service, yeah, it's too late. <laughs> like if. In order to like build your own server mm. and not plug into the rest of the internet, it's so cost prohibitive. Right. So we've basically we basically now we are basically just slaves to Amazon and Google. Yeah, we Facebook. pay rent to them. Yeah. Yeah. For everything and, you want to do, you pay right. rent to Amazon. Our, our data is is is, is the rent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our behavioral data is the rent. Yeah, that's then, the currency. Yeah. Right, and then they and but what they do is our lives are then. So this is what Zuboff was saying, right? Is that that that, that data is then used not only to, to learn our behavior, but to start to manipulate our behavior. And well. it does manipulate our behavior. Yeah. So, Claudia, what should we do? You're the only one on our Instagram live, so you're the only one with the yeah. answers. I, I'm happy to listen to other people who've got... got I, the only way I see it is through strict regulation. It's very strict regulation. But the, the funny thing about that is... They could just move. Like, okay, the U.S. says, "Hey, no more of this stealing people's data and using manipulate them." Yeah, move your data. Well, okay, fuck it. We'll move our data center to fucking the, the Maldives, or we'll move it to Malta and fuck off. Right. But what about can 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 people then? Yeah, because what do you do? How can you? Like you China said, basically, hey, I don't like these uh, American companies coming in and like making all this information available. Guess what? We're going to build a gigantic firewall, and you can't publish information under it. Russia is saying the same thing. Russia is saying, "Yeah, we're going to have a closed internet. Thanks very much. Not interested." And like yeah. that's it. And the information doesn't go flow freely. Like everything gets uh, gets reported to the but government. Then who, but then the government controls it. So that's almost yeah. even more scary. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah Government yeah. controlling. I don't know what's scarier, like private corporations or government controlling data. It depends on. I think in the U.S., private corporations, because the government is so inept. Our government is so inept that it couldn't put on, it couldn't like accomplish very much. Right. But I think that like a really powerful 
government full of like you know very dedicated like china yeah with like millions of civil servants like like china like china pff, gets pretty scary because they yeah. have that that scoring system like facial recognition technology they can you get you get social credits you can ban from using public transport if you like yeah that's pretty scary so yeah, yeah people, I was but this is the thing okay so if we take it as inevitable which it is pretty much mm. that like all of our data is out there permanently that mm. it can be used to train machine learning mm. train like all these trails of your behaviors mm. everything you've ever done is available in some way the metadata is available some way to like any web like to, to the people on the internet everything you've ever done said online from the earliest time you were on the internet to now it can be used to train like machines right right and uh it costs me used to target you and get you to buy things like i think in the us we use it mostly for capitalism so right. all your behaviors are used to sell you a bunch of shit that you don't need which is like kind of annoying but not that bad um but what's scary is when yeah in the hands of the state where it's like oh i don't like the way you're you're talking on the internet about the government here i don't even like the way it seems that your behaviors indicate based on like all this millions of other data mm. we know you're much more likely to like have espouse anti-government views Mm. Because we're tracking all of your other moments, and we can, and we can predict. Because I think in America, it's like pre-crime, right? Nobody the, really gives a shit about your political opinions as long really. as you're buying things. As long as you keep buying shit, it's just fine. keep buying stuff, and you're fine. Yeah. But then, okay, so getting back to the the original point, right? Which is about with getting what it means to be human. Yeah. What, so what was what, what, I don't know? What what do you think? What's your what would be your solution? What would be an idea to circumvent this? I think you know what's really weird. What's Psychedelic drugs. I think that this is a weird solution that grounds you into and just disconnects you from technology and grounds you into the real, into the real world. Yeah. Because I think that people, like, sorry to cut you off there, but I think that people have forgotten. Like, that, that's the thing. When people like talk about the psychedelic experience, right? So for me, the psychedelic experience is, is, is a return to the real world. Oh, actually, hold on. Claudia has a very good point. Yeah, go on. So Claudia's point is we can all influence AI, right? So the same way as we would raise a child, we should raise AI to be kind and positive, shouldn't we? Yeah. So putting more positive and kind things out there does like impact the like the space, the digital space. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I mean, you know, in some ways, I, I hope that's what we're doing to a degree, right? So we're we this is going to go out on people's news feeds, it's all right? About us. It's all about the fans cast. You're welcome. It is the best podcast in the galaxy. Yes. Right? But yeah, I mean, look, we, we're trying to put something positive out. You know, we're trying to put something that's like not, you know, I don't know, it's not a cat meme or it's not like someone it's not being, a cat meme. being beheaded, right? You try yeah. to put something that's in, you know, interesting. Um, and that way, I, mean, I guess, yeah, Claudia's right, right? She's technology. Technology is neither good nor bad. It's, it's just it's, trained. It's just how it's used. Yeah. I, I do think that if like an AI became conscious in America, it would just be one that tried to get you to buy shit. Buy stuff. No, it I, wouldn't I, be like this evil robot that was like, buy these shoes. So, so maybe Claudia's point is then, you know, doing a podcast or writing things that ask but, people to not do that. Don't yeah. buy stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Don't fucking buy shit you don't need. Unless we sell it to you. Unless we're selling it to you. Well, we actually, we were talking about... Supplements. 
uh, no t-shirts. Oh yeah, t-shirts. We're gonna make t-shirts. Yeah, we are gonna make t-shirts. We're gonna make we're gonna make bandcast t-shirts. And if anybody wants some, that's not. <laughs> Please buy them. But we're not gonna. I'm not gonna use. We're an gonna use AI. We're gonna use AI to, to sell you bandcast t-shirts. t-shirts. Yeah, but I don't have a problem with like small businesses. Sell- I I have no problem with, with small commerce. Yeah, or commerce, right? People yeah. selling stuff. I do have a problem with Amazon selling stuff. I do have a problem with Facebook. I, I like Amazon them. so much. I order Amazon, so much shit on Amazon. Yeah, because it's so useful. Yeah, but like, okay, so back to your question, which is how do we disconnect and ground back? Psychedelics, yes. Sorry, well, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I think psychedelics are are a really like good shortcut. You don't actually have to like spend your life meditating. You can kind of just like shortcut. Get there, yeah, yeah, yeah. The better thing is like have a spiritual practice, I think. Like, mm. a, like, a, like a long-term spiritual practice that, mm. that again is like, totally it's like what's a single player game versus what's a multiplayer game so i think that like as claudia's saying in the comments um that like how we interact in the online world is kind of a multiplayer game right but how we interact with ourselves and how and our like our ability to evolve as a person is a single player game you no one can truly do it but you you can't grow it's a, it's a one player game right and i think that part of the problem with you know thing you're talking about forgetting how to be human mm. is the disconnect between the two games that we're playing and one thing is the multiplayer game of like living in society mm. um and putting like a, a positivity out into the universe but the other part is as a human being you know kind of opening up to the world as it is and psychedelics seem to me having only done them like three times in my life mm. but each time being really profound and super helpful seemed to me to be That's... really a, a way to reconnect to your core being and it's also the real internet it's the real internet so the real because the real i mean you know the, the internet is it's, it's, it's kind of a simulation or it's kind of like a replica of previous of other internets that have already been built by the earth you know like the internet is not it's not new yeah i mean we, we think it's new because it's we created it but it, again like we talked about this before but if you go and look at like mycelium mushroom networks are vastly more complex than any internet that we've created do you think they sell like things they don't need to other plants it's like if you like these nutrients probably fucking crafty they're probably pretty crafty because there's a lot of bad players, right? If you look on the, it's quite interesting, right? There's a bit, there's a great BBC um, kind of graphic or or, or, or um, what do you call it, animation about about how plants communicate, how forests communicate yeah. with themselves, and it's about the web, the mushroom web underneath it, right? Yeah. And but there are plants that use it for bad purposes they spread viruses and they spread bad things on 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 their internet mm. so there are good players and there are bad players on the internet and it's just an internet i mean it's just how it's used and i guess that that's what where we are as well like the internet is neither good nor bad because it's how it's how it's used you know what it what it's used for what's the consciousness behind it mm. you know and I, but so yeah in that sense i also i do think that like when you do psychedelic you are kind of tapped into the real world right you're tapped you're, you're reconnected back to the earth and the kind of you know yeah. all life on earth i mean it's not it's not the, the same experience as on a virtual reality headset but it's it's kind of funny it's because more so. 
like the experience of the internet has gone from like an exploration of information mm. to a marketplace where you're constantly being followed and sold. Like it's like when you go to like a like a bazaar or something and someone's following you, you're like, hey, you want to buy this? You want to buy this? Someone pops out, hey, if you like this, why don't you buy these carpets? If you like yeah. these carpets, what about these cups? Yeah. And like it's become this like really un unnatural experience where like you can't even for, for the with the exception of a few places, you can't really like experience just like this like the information without that. And that's what it used to be. The internet used to be just be pure exploration of of ideas. Of yeah. ideas and information. You know? Yeah. I spent I would spend hours like you could find you could go and look at databases about university stuff and like yeah. or people who'd done research papers on on things and yeah put up videos of of uh like i learned a lot about martial arts on the internet on the internet i mean you've got youtube which is which is yeah but that's owned by google and that's manipulated by an algorithm and that's used to sell stuff yeah so i think that the secret really is to get off the fucking internet and take two mushrooms Get off the internet, take some mushrooms, and go outside. Go outside. Definitely go outside. I mean, one of the things I find really useful is uh, going outside, going out for walks. I like force, like my with my wife and kids. I like, I force everyone. I'm like, right, we're going for a walk. We're going into mm-hmm. the forest and we go for a walk. And you know, you, you've got a choice, right? You can watch Netflix or you can go for a walk. Yeah. And yeah. if you can force yourself to like go for a walk. You feel way better, and you feel like more of a human again. You feel like a more more of a human. But you go outside into nature, you feel like more of a human being, always. Yeah, I think it's time for a serious digital detox for me, for sure. I need to get completely off the internet for a while. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, for sure. Like a big detox. I just, yeah, it's like, it's not. It's not good for you. It's not good for you. I mean, it's not bad for you in moderation, right? But like, as a tool, it's okay. Yeah, as a as a right as a tool. I mean, I, I went to. Um, my wife and I went to Costa Rica to a, a um, this lodge. It was amazing. It was a rain. It was a treehouse lodge. That sounds amazing. A couple of years ago, yeah, no internet. Awesome. But there for four days, no internet, just reading books, mm-hmm. like hanging out with other people, having out hanging out with other travelers who were staying there. That's cool. Going on walks, unbelievable. But that's what like yeah normal life should be. Yeah, I agree with you. That's that's kind of. I'm always just have this horrible feeling that like something's going to go wrong and I won't be able to do anything about it when I'm just going to it. That's my old, like, that's what yeah. bothers me. Yeah. Right, 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 right. But then if you don't know about it, then it's not going well, you know? And I think that's, it's kind of like, you know, look, we have all this, a lot of the, the, the worry we have about like what's going on in the world, you know, genocide here, environmental destruction. There's so much news. And 100 years ago, 200 years ago, you would never hear about any of that stuff. Yeah. You just wouldn't know about it. You wouldn't know about anything. Doesn't mean it wasn't happening. Yeah. Right? And like, we, again, like, I think we live though. We know too much. We we have too much information. There's too much information coming at us all the time. Mm. And I don't think our brains are really wired to be able to handle that amount of information. Mm. I I think, I think that, that, um, you know, and that's one of the things about the internet. You've got, it's a 24 hour news cycle. You're updated by the news. Like, yeah. So a great, Great book to read that I'm just about to start, which is the one Ben mentioned by Shoshana Zubov, called the Surveillance Capitalism. It's called Surveillance Capitalism. Yeah, I think that's the the full name of the book. I just downloaded it off Amazon. (laughs) 
so I'm a hypocrite. The age of surveillance capitalism. The age of surveillance capitalism. I'll read it. We'll talk about it maybe next week. Fuck, I read so much. Um, and yeah, I hope you guys like this episode. If you're listening on iTunes, subscribe, you. subscribe, subscribe. I don't think we solved other than go outside and take drugs. Go outside and take drugs. Yeah. Go outside and take drugs. Yeah, that's usually <laughs> the solution to a lot of a lot of. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, I want to be part of solutions rather than more problems. No. So at least talking about it can start, you know? Yeah, I think so. Start the conversation. Um, and hopefully, yeah, like I'm hoping that people who are listening or watching think about it, go and talk to other people about it because there's something that I feel all the time that something's wrong, something's not right. Something's not right. Something's not right, that we could be doing things differently. I think that our universe got bumped into an alternate dimension when people when did Trump that. got elected. No, like the I think that the Large Hadron Collider in in Switzerland yeah accomplished its goal by building a black hole yeah and then we're now living it and now we're we like went through and it created like a rip in the space time continuum we built an alternative <laughs> universe and now all kinds of weird shit's happening because it's like was it was an imperfect copy right and like weird shit's happening that the AI like, it's like a mutation yeah this weird mutation so like uh it's like apprentice Trump on the internet all of a sudden he's the president and like no, 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 he's just a reality TV yeah, show, yeah, not yeah, the yeah. fucking president. I think we got sucked into an alternate universe, and here we are dealing with this weird simulation of reality. It's quite possible. Yeah. But we can escape. We can escape by, by taking drugs. drugs. <laughs> by taking drugs. But yeah, listen, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, please subscribe on iTunes. We'd love yeah. you if you do. Uh, give us a positive review if you can. Um, or if you like what we're talking about and uh, yeah subscribe to the banter the banter um, dot substack dot com yeah. to get email updates from the banter newsletter that would be great did you say email updates email oh you don't do like emotional updates email email updates yeah just yeah. like feeling sad hey man <laughs> just like send people emojis yeah exactly um, that would be awesome and we'll see you next week peace Laters. Hey. Messing with my...